0: There's something else that you were like, you know, we I really want to instill this in in this in It this wasn't universe.
1: an instill, but it was a fear when I had you.
0: This sounds like a story of Voldemort. Welcome to episode number one of the Entertain Podcast featuring United States Army retired Barbara Thomas, my lovely mother. If you've ever wondered how to get kids to absorb certain values, or if you've ever felt like depression, whether it's short term or seemingly lasting forever, is hitting you differently, or if you've wondered how you'll ever make it through this chaotic chapter of your life, then this listen is for you. We discuss all of this and more, including why my mom was terrified after giving birth to me in a way that she never felt with my two brothers before me. Thanks so much for being here. Please enjoy. Entertain podcast. This is episode number one. So you have, I don't think you really know exactly what the goal is here. I have no idea. <laughs> and that's what I love because you are just down. you just doubt. Hey, yeah, let's do it. You're just not going to cry, whatever the hell it is um so entertained basically the entertainment right the entertainment world and and things like this i think of entertained of things we can occupy our inner person the things that we try like our soul right Mm -hmm. you're trying to entertain the soul and you want to feed it good entertainment Mm -hmm. so ideally we (laughs) so i'm the entertainment (laughs) is that your slot machine game that just yes
1: sorry yeah do you want me to go turn it off Ma,
0: can you just put it on silent? Because
1: I... I just be
0: My flat machine paused. That's so damn funny. Right off the start. Okay. So, uh, ultimately, from... From this, like the podcast, the the goal is to sit down with uh, just amazing people that have just some level of optimism in their life that is like, damn, that's admirable, you know? So, oh, oh. oh. (laughs) So, uh, I'm really actually, I'm damn excited to have you as the first guest to this creation that just literally the last like week and a half, I think two weeks. Um, it went from just kind of a few ideas tossed around to let's actually sit down and record some shit. Okay. So the reason I wanted to sit down with you ultimately is to gather something. I think that there was a lot of, um, actually aunt's mom it was like, you should sit with your mom and, and something. And other people were saying the same thing because there is something important about cross generational, like, uh, addressing of, of life of whatever it may be. Right. So I figured we sit down for uh, thirty minutes. Okay. We're gonna keep it under thirty. That's the goal. This is a thirty-minute timer. Okay. So we're just gonna flip this bad boy. Okay. Let the sand run, and uh, we'll just chat and okay. just see see what what is interesting about Mama Bear Thomas. Okay. <laughs> um, the first the first thing that I wanted to ask. <laughs> the first thing I wanted to ask was, I have a, a list of questions here. That's okay. why I'm looking down here. Um, when you're thinking back on motherhood, right? Mm-hmm. Like before you gave birth to my oldest brother, Yes, yeah. your oldest of three boys. I want you to really like imagine before before okay. he was born, right? And I'm curious to know what was so important to you to instill in your child, in the way that he lives life. Like his perspective, of, you're just like, I, if nothing else, I want to make sure that he captures this approach to life. What was it for you before you had a kid, before you had a kid at all?
1: Gosh, that's so hard because I was a partier and those things weren't really, I have to come up
0: with one, huh? <laughs> Um, you don't have to at all. You don't have to at all. If you don't um, if you don't have one, You, you know, to, to
1: me, know. I think always so, so important for me is sticking up for the underdog. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's always... And by underdog, I don't just mean... I don't just mean when there's 60% of something and 40% of another. I mean, somebody that's struggling... At school, being teased, whatever. Those are important things to me. Right. Kindness. Honesty. Mm-hmm. Realism. I'm kind of a realist. Right. And so, you know, I just
0: don't... Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. Okay. That's totally fine. Um, so... Sticking up for the underdog, honesty, kindness, just being a realist, like... Love, family. Yes, all of these things. Because sticking up for the underdog was the first that came to mind for you. The party animal you are. (laughs) Was. I was, yeah. (laughs) Was. Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) So sticking up for the underdog. why, why was that something that was like just so important to you that you wanted your child, not something for you to you know work with in your life. But why was that something so important for you to pass down? This is the first child you're having. This is you know, your first go at parenthood. Why was that? Why was sticking up for the underdog so important for you?
1: I feel like if you have one person when that person's struggling, That just you, just them knowing that you're there, even if you're not doing anything, just to know that it's one more person that's not against them, that's protecting them in whatever the environment. Right. It's just one, that sometimes that's all it takes is one person Mm. to make somebody feel worthy.
0: Right. Right. And so that, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you, right? Like I... I feel that as well as your youngest son, I feel that very much. So I feel that's something you pushed as far back as I can remember. Um, I remember even, you know, middle school, the dances, the dances. Yes, yes, absolutely. Tell tell us what, what was it that you would absolutely push every single time I was going to a dance? To dance with the wallflower. The wallflower. Can you can you break? The, what is a wallflower for? The those one that don't know? girl
1: that nobody's talking to, or dancing with, or paying any attention to. Mm-hmm. And you were always such a leader, and such uh, everybody. I remember going and sitting in in your fourth grade class, and the kids wouldn't even respond if something was funny or whatever until they saw how you responded and so for me as a leader to me just by you doing that one thing for that girl you know says whoa wait a minute other people start looking at her differently
0: but why dances i mean i could you know the wallflower at recess like why was why was that the 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 thing that you would push you know like you always talked about you always talked about you picked your battles as a parent You're like, as a parent, you have to pick your battles. You can't fight every single battle with your child, which I think is fascinating and would love to unpack some more. But why, when you're thinking of picking battles, why was the battle at the dances? Because
1: that age is so... um, Oh, gosh, how do I say it? The dances are huge for that age, and everybody's how they look and how they act and Mm -hmm. who's talking to who and what groups here and what groups there. And, you know, when everybody's seeing the cool guy making an effort and being kind, I'm just- Cool guy. You, you are a cool <laughs> My guy. My mom thinks I'm cool. He always has been cool. <laughs> um Just, he's also the last too. Like, we'll get into that.
0: Yeah. I talked about that last week about how, when I was in elementary, I was a bully. Yeah. Yeah, I talked about that last week. Or two weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, however did, long it was. Whenever uh Did you
1: tell him about getting kicked out of school on the last day of school right, next question? Middle school, the last day of school. Who gets what? kicked out what on the this? last Quest? day um, of sorry.
0: school? I okay. Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> More on that. More on that. Next, maybe next episode. Okay, talk-
1: <laughs> okay, but gosh, the last day true. of school. This is true. This
0: is true. I did. I. I. I did get. I had to go out. getting eighth grade. I remember that. I remember how pissed you were. Oh. I remember of all the times, all the times you had to come pick me up from school for getting in trouble. That was the most pissed I had seen you.
1: I was so mad. You had, tea. people had to stop what they were doing, having a good time on this last day of school to make sure you were supervised in detention of some sort. Unbelievable.
0: I know, kids don't do that. I mean, I never said I was a role model, but. Yeah. <laughs> it was field day, okay? It was field day. So it wasn't like I was taking away from people's education and learning and studies. You were being
1: chased in sumo wrestling uniforms,
0: costumes. Me and my best friend, Chuck B, were running in the uniforms. We weren't being chased in them. People were chasing us while we were wearing these sumo uniforms.
1: Isn't that when the teacher was looking for you?
0: (laughs) Okay, so so it was important (laughs) to dance with the wallflower.
1: Yes. Because I think that you can make a difference, a big difference, and I don't think that people realize the big difference that something like that makes. Mm. I wasn't a wallflower. I it, it wasn't something I experienced. Right. But I I could just see.
0: Where does that come from, though? Like where where if you weren't the wallflower,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where. In your life, did this this desire to fight for the underdog where did where did that originate? Do you feel like where if you weren't the wallflower, if you weren't that person, where did this but idea I was come an,
1: from? You know, I was an underdog when I was young younger. You know, I had my issues, and I mean, I had the things that made me feel like yeah, even though I was popular in school and got to dance all the time and all that A volleyball star. Uh, I wouldn't say star. <laughs>
0: Volleyball the, team that's member. That's stretch. <laughs> volleyball team member. I could
1: bump set and kind of spike, but. <laughs> uh,
0: that's the game, I think. Okay. So,
1: yeah, um, but yeah, you know, uh, I think it just comes from a place of pain,
0: honestly. Personal pain. Personal pain. And were you thinking you can use your child as a vessel to either either prevent that in the future for somebody else or maybe repair it for yourself in a way? Because you're creating this little creature to go off into the world.
1: You know, that's a really good question. And I would have never thought about the latter part of that. Mm. I mean, it just wouldn't enter my mind. But yeah, you know, I... This is ridiculous, but I feel... Just... I feel justified for all my screw ups because I put these three awesome human beings out in the world.
0: <laughs> oh, so we're your payment? You we're, are my we favorite. are your prison time. So it's for... released
1: me from any <laughs> any of that because it's all on them now. Enjoy, ma. enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> okay like
0: oh i'm good now just you're, wash my hands
1: just raise the kids and you're as okay. long as they're good human beings you're
0: good you're off you're <laughs> that's good that is good that's interesting though honestly like i think you know we see the you, you see the what is it the, the beauty pageant moms right mm-hmm. that are trying to live through their their child and beautify them up and mm-hmm. go out in there and and win this beauty pageant, the pageantry stuff, right? And that's kind of an extreme example, but I feel like it, I feel like this is something every parent experiences to whatever level, and, and it just depends on how aware you are and, and how you structure that awareness in raising your child to figure out, is my child living the life that would be ideal for any human, or are they living the life that I want to repent. Right. For my life. Right. Right. Like on some, on some level, I feel like, can
1: I just say you guys are so good that I got a few to throw in still.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Hey, it's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late. (laughs) So I think, okay. I'm fascinated to know the progression now. And I think this would be super helpful for anybody that's either a parent or a child or anything. And part of this is I'm hoping people will see our relationship that we're like, I'm an adult in most senses of the man, term. a man, I'm a man. That's I'm right. a man. You're a big man. <laughs> so that's why I call me Big Ant. <laughs> Shout out to my high fives family. <laughs> my favorite people. Um, I'm curious to know. In the progression of your child raising, yes, how did this change from from before before your oldest was born? You were like the one thing you know. I really want to instill stick up for the underdog, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How did that progress from child to child? So that was your first child. What about you know? Think back to right before you know you had the middle one, he who shall not be named. <laughs>
1: a funny one. He's way funnier than I am. <laughs> way funnier than Anthony. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs>
0: He's way funnier for sure. So um, before you had him, were you, was this the same thing that you were like, and, and this is just two years later. So this is just two years later. Were you thinking the same thing? Like if there's anything that I can instill in this child, it's, it's blank. Would it be the same thing? And if so, did it vary at all from the first go?
1: You know, I felt like I was weighing it. <laughs> I mean, I was in the army, I had kids, uh, I'm in the field, I'm you know uh, And you
0: were raised by a single mom.
1: I was raised by a single mom. Mm-hmm. I got
0: with multiple siblings, so you I got my stepdaughter
1: yeah. three days after we were married.
0: Mm-hmm. And Surprise, you're <laughs> instantly, yeah. Uh,
1: um and so a lot of the time, when you kids were so young, I just felt like I was just surviving.
0: Mm.
1: You know, I didn't. It, it. I wanted you guys. I mean, I was more concerned about you guys thriving and doing everything. I was just kind of surviving. Mm. Um, and and you know, trying to do the best I could and hope it's enough.
0: Right. You right. know,
1: because and I I think people forget. That a mothers or parents or just anybody, a lot of times in their life they're just surviving. Yeah. At that point in their life.
0: Yeah. How and old were you when you first had your oldest child, who shall not be named?
1: Now you're gonna ask <laughs> me these dates. You know the numbers and stuff. I
0: think I think yes. 23. Yes, It was like
1: a week before I was 24. I had Billy Jr.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Mom said it. All right, so Billy, <laughs> the oldest one. So, um, My first point. Yeah, your first go at it. That's uh-huh. where you made a lot of mistakes, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> By the time you got to lucky number three. <laughs> Billy's the closest to perfect. I know, for he real. He really is. Yeah, um, I, yeah I, hope, I hope I'm planning to get them on here as well. So you
1: just need to get the first one going as long as you get that First child on the right road. Mm
0: -hmm. So they're the trailblazer, and then you just send everybody else, just go that way, and they see, like, oh, that looks like the. That's right. Okay. So, middle (laughs) child. So, middle child, you're just trying to survive. You're just trying. You have the army. Again, you you don't have necessarily the the playbook as nobody really did. And also, I mean, this is like, this is not a time where you could just Google things to do and help out. Like, this is prehistoric, pre dinosaurs. (laughs) jurassic if you will you do
1: you remember asking me mom what were dinosaurs like when you were a kid
0: i asked this yeah no
1: yeah
0: are you sure all you kids have at
1: some point that
0: sounds like something ryan would ask no what were dinosaurs like okay so (laughs) that's pretty good so this is like in that in that era so you're you don't have the playbook you don't have anything any resources really that you can look to and you're just trying to survive so you don't recall necessarily like a shift in you know with the first one it was stick up for the underdog with the second one this is what i really want to make sure i instill in them
1: uh you know i don't i don't recognize or think of a big shift yeah um you know i just was you know just trying to make sure i was raised a good human being right that was kind
0: and thoughtful and could think for himself. That, that is honestly, that is one of the critical thinking, right? Yeah. Thinking for yourself and and not just like deciding for yourself, but literally thinking. Right. And that is something that is so lost in so much of society today. There's so many people that just take, "Oh, that's an opinion, I'll run with that." Or, "This is an opinion, I'll run with that." You know, and and I think this is something I'm hoping will encourage people to be more thoughtful. Be more thoughtful. Have the critical thinking. And this is where I get it from. It's from from you and obviously my brothers too. Like they think critically as well. So I think that makes sense a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that that's and the most critical thinker of the three of us is the middle child, I think. He's yes. Yeah, the 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 funniest one and the brains of the operation.
1: He's hilarious. He
0: is. He is. We're gonna get And him on you here.
1: won't even realize it, but he probably has the softest heart.
0: Yeah, he's got a hard shell though. He's got a hard shell for sure. We'll, well get to that. Sometimes. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll, we'll I'm gonna get I'm gonna get him on here. We're gonna get him on the show. Okay. Um, okay, so we had the first child, it was stick up for the underdog, middle child, we really you know, you're thinking critical thinking think for yourself right which makes sense if you're just trying to survive you're just <laughs> oh, trying to make yeah. i need you to handle that I, I <laughs> work, work
1: with th- me here <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's it that's it so that was a two-year gap then there's a five-year gap before you make the uh fantastic concoction that sits before you today
1: yes all 10 pounds seven ounces of them.
0: Yes, what a champ! Uh-huh. Twins almost. Mm. Um, was there any shift there when you were like, okay, these two, you know, five, seven years old right now, and you know, I have, I have this one here. You stick up for the underdog. I have the critical thinking and everything. Was there something else that you were like, you know, we? I really want to instill this in in this. In it this wasn't unit?
1: an instill, but it was a fear when I had you.
0: This sounds like a story of Voldemort.
1: No, honey, <laughs> you were darker than your brothers. It wasn't like yeah. I could take you to some country doctor in Arkansas like I did your brother when he was here and say, oh, Ryan Michael, he must be Irish. That's right, he's Irish, the name right. Ryan Michael. Right. You know, I mean, so that brought a whole new thing because you're darker than your brothers.
0: Yeah, so I scared you.
1: It scared me. <laughs>
0: There's loads of stories here around this, like this going to country doctor in Arkansas with the brother who is white passing, despite us all being the exact same makeup. Yeah. Um, what would you say from going from the two that you're just like, oh, you know, yeah, this, 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 to like all of a sudden there's a scary moment. Like I have this little creature that I have to take care of who's going to have to be different than the first two because of how, you know, the world treats darker skin. Right. Especially in America in the eighties. Right. So what is it for you that you're like, I have to make sure this is instilled.
1: Oh, that's so hard because you don't want to, you don't want to be different than how you raised your other ones. Mm -hmm. Right. You really don't. You want to raise your kids and you, you do raise your kids, you know, Basically all the same, yeah. But there was other things. I just didn't think I knew because a, a Nikki when I got Nikki when she was five, she's her other mother's black, so mm. I knew that she was, uh, darker, and people would see me with her, but they wouldn't assume or would just think she's with me or whatever. It wasn't the fear that I had when I had you. Mm. It was just, it wasn't the fear. I don't know why I wasn't fearful of it at that point. Right. But it wasn't the fear until I had you. Right. And then it was just a fearfulness.
0: Because?
1: Because I knew your life's going to be different. I knew uh, you're not a pass, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're just not. That's, yeah. Yeah and they were i mean we definitely had those experiences i was chatting with billy the other day um and i was actually sharing this on on uh an instagram live session where i told the story about being chased down the street by that woman when i was like seven eight years old and she was dropping the n-word calling me a little n-word and and all this stuff there's a grown white woman and then when you found out about this <laughs> That I had never, it's still to this day, I've never seen you so enraged and ready to fight anybody in my whole life. You, I remember you walking up, figuring out what house, where does she live? And that you, the the ferocity, which is interesting because like when you're talking about sticking up for the underdog, like how many relationships, how many interactions between an adult and a child is just like, vicious and it's like completely terrible. And then you're like, you know, you're like, Oh, we, I'm the equalizer <laughs> now. Like, you know, like, and that, and that was very, very, vis- like very visible to all of us. Cause we, you had both Billy and Ryan. Oh, oh yeah.
1: I just picked them up from the pool at the high school.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I definitely remember that. So that's something that is different that they've never experienced, you know, that, yeah. you know, getting chased and stuff like that. So that fear that you had when I was born, um, that takes over and you're, you're now battling, I want to treat you the same, but I know the world won't. Yeah. So how do I, what do I instill in you that is either the same or different, or do I have to teach a different lesson? Like there's, there's a lot of questions around that, even present day, right? Yeah. Like we see the how the world is present day and everything. So what's interesting to me is it's, it's, it's very it's interesting that I've experienced these differences and things like that. And it's, I mean, we've all talked about like our whole family, we Mm -hmm. always discuss these things, but what's interesting is I feel like the same, you know, critical thinking. And even though both my brothers are are white passing, they also have the understanding of a lot of these same lessons that they could have chosen not to. Right. Right, like a lot of people, if you're white passing, you don't have to know what it's like to walk around with darkness and and how people might treat you and things like that. So, I think it's interesting because, like you're saying, you want to teach and raise in the same ways, and I feel like that's you know that's pretty accurate to how you did. But I'm curious, you looking at us? We're all in our 30s now. Mm -hmm. We're all in our 30s, and once
1: almost 40.
0: Yeah, he's getting up there. (laughs) He's definitely getting up there. Um, what do you? Looking at us now, how do you feel with these key pieces of life that you wanted us to to learn and and grow into? How do you feel you did, looking at all of us in our 30s?
1: Well, I think I did a great job. In spite of myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No matter how hard I tried to screw it up. I somehow managed to do okay.
1: I mean, really, you know, honey? Yeah. I mean, come on now.
0: So, uh, uh, I want you to, I'm not gonna put words to that, unpack that. Well, what does that mean to you? Like, in spite or despite yourself, like, what does that mean? I,
1: you, you what You're is it name? you succeeding. You guys rag me all the time. You guys know all the things I've done, all the stupid stuff I say and do. And, um, you know, that's what I mean in spite of myself, yeah. you know, because I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not PTA, you know, going, uh, up on all of that, you know, I'm
0: like involved in the school and the stuff yeah,
1: like that. I sports week course. We were at all your guys's games and stuff in sports.
0: Well, um, you might've been at the game. I'll give you that.
1: Okay, I talked through yeah. the whole damn game you and, talk and miss the whole game. You missed fir- game.
0: <laughs> you missed Billy's first You missed Billy's first touchdown throw <laughs> in high school. I know. You missed this thing. You missed Ryan's first dunk. Oh you- I know! <laughs> you were you were at the games though. You were there.
1: It's not just you kids. I've done the same for my grandson. i know. Xavier. I've done the no. same thing.
0: But, okay, okay, yeah. So be, you weren't involved in, like, the parent-teacher, you know, the school stuff and, and things like that. Um, actually, even, like, the, the the cheery, like, what I would call it today, like, the Pinterest mom who, you know, she does all the creative crafts oh, no. and, you know, like, we're going to do all the decorations together and all that stuff. Like, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't your jam. No. At all. So, when you say in spite of yourself or despite these things, like, what... Oh, when you're feeling like you, you are successful in what you set out to do in raising your sons. I mean, we're, in, like I said, in our 30s now. So when you feel that way and we're adults, what is it that you feel like, like what's the secret? Whether intentional or not. I think there's a
1: few of them. One is to keep you so damn busy that in sports or school or whatever activities that you don't have time to be a latchkey kid or to come home and get in trouble yeah you know another i think you should keep your working until your kids are in junior high because i think that's when you start losing them if you're not home yeah you know where people do it the opposite they're like i want to stay home when they're a baby i think it's the opposite i think you should you know junior high if you're talking or can or however you want to go about it that that's when you got to put in the time
0: yeah i think that is a good point specifically to me, mm-hmm. my upbringing, because that's that's what I had, right? Like when I mm-hmm. went into middle school, you were there, right? Yes. Um, you were retired from that point, from middle school and through high school. <clears throat> but what about the, what about Billy and Ryan? I mean, they're also part of your success story in their 30s and doing very well. You feel proud and everything, and they didn't have, you weren't there middle and high school. You weren't home, you weren't retired for them, so.
1: No. However, we were at every game. We were involved in every everything that was going on with you guys. Yeah. And one thing that I always loved was when your friends came to the house instead of you going to somebody else's house. I preferred you guys to hang at the house there, whether it was with the little plastic pool we put up or whatever. Yeah. Um, Just because I knew what was going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So... I think these are obviously I would I would say these are, are good parenting tips, but what would you think? I mean in, in in terms of passing down this this optimistic perspective of helping people, right? Sticking up for the underdog and critical thinking, right? And then navigating race, right? Like right. these are the, the things here. What is What's the key to, to passing that? I mean, you yourself are your own individual. You are your own brain, your own experiences, your own soul, your own everything. Right. How do you pass down these things that you intended to, to your child? Or even, even if you're an aunt or an uncle or or whatever, right? I think
1: you have to live it. I think you have to live it. I think you kids saw me, you know, helping other people. And, mm-hmm. you know, another thing I'd have you guys do is help people with their groceries when we're coming out of the grocery store. Yeah. You guys would open the door for people. Um, just, you got to live it. You got to, yeah. sh- sh- you got a child needs to see what's important to their parent. Fact.
0: Yes. I agree with that.
1: And so if that's, important to me kindness and all of that was way more important than a lot of other stuff
0: yeah our time is almost running out but the good thing is when it's going really well this is a bonus round is that i get to freeze time oh shit. so we okay. still have <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay
0: i mean i thought we were having a good time uh, we I mean, are honey maybe I'm, maybe just maybe we kidding. Can... <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> um, that's only for when I'm having a great time. Okay. Otherwise, I'd let it run out. Okay. And how how rare do we get to say like, "Oh, I'm spending time with my my parents?" Yes. You know, a lot of people don't they're not fortunate enough, you know, parents have passed or things like this. So
1: And this is the first time we've gotten together like this and it's because Since
0: COVID Because you had
1: three COVID tests this week this week yes. so that's why they we're <laughs> yes. okay to do this yes
0: definitely definitely quarantined mom and triple COVID tested big aunt yes um yeah so I think freezing time is is it's perfectly fitting right here so uh I honestly I only have like two and a half three more questions here but I definitely want to want to dive into these so okay you think it's for, for passing down these things that you desire, you want your, your child to have these things, it's it's about living it as yes. the parent, which I completely attest to. I don't know a single person that's met you, friends or strangers or anything. I don't know a single person that's met you that could say that you were not a giving person, um, a caring person or things like that. And we always did see you, you know, giving money to homeless folks or, or even the ones that might be faking it. I, Even I'm those a, ones to watch. No, you, my
1: favorite one was the guy that was standing out there and says, "I need money for a beer." I said, it, "You're getting the money, buddy, because you're honest."
0: Exactly in rewarding honesty. Yes, that is huge yes. for sure. <laughs> that is that's very true. You you definitely lived it. Um. A, a question, kind of on topic with the the passing these things down to your child. Is it ever too late? to start that work as a parent.
1: I don't think anything's ever too late to start working on any relationship or anything, period. Yeah. When's it too late? Why is it too late? You don't know how much longer you have.
0: Why is it too late? That is what I'm talking about. This is the critical thinking that people don't don't engage in with themselves, right? It's like, just asking why. Like, just the simplicity of the question, why, right? What I think of this is like the child question, the child journalist, right? Where it's just like, hey, what's that you're wearing? You're like, oh, it's, you know, it's just a a shirt. What's that? Oh, it's a button. Why? Uh, To hold together this part? Why? And then you start thinking like, well, shit, I actually don't know why. You know, I don't know. Why is this even cut? Why was this intentionally cut so that they could put buttons on here? Because it's a Henley. (laughs) there we go but it makes you think like just that questioning like why you know like why is that so yeah when you're thinking like um you know my parents are old setting their their ways and things like this or my child is an adult i've already raised them they're out of the house on their own all that stuff like why would i try to repair this or do anything with the relationship not like the question is yeah why and also why not you know like
1: yeah well i think uh when they're adults, the relationship changes. And so you really go about things. I think it's also respecting. I have so much respect for you guys mm. that um, the way I come at you with something other than sorry, two to three years ago with you, Billy Junior, I'm sorry. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, at that's beautiful. Just ego aside you can apologize you can address it um, you guys I have beautiful relationship now that's great
1: but no when I you know I've been able to get mad and say things but um, I think it comes out of respect I respect each of you and what you're doing in your lives and your families in your heart and who you are so much mm. but if something's bothering me um, I would feel comfortable I mean I would let it bother me for a long time before let it
0: fester in there once
1: it it festered I will come out and and uh, right say say something if it's that bad but I don't have that with any of you guys you're all very respectful of me also yeah and I think it's a two way street here we're just we
0: are very respectful of each other yeah I come in hot though one thing I realized lately is I've been coming in hot meaning Me. (laughs) (laughs) like i come in hot where you know i i i see i see people in their potential and i always push for that right like that is something that's i feel is intentional um it's intentional now but it used to not be i was not aware of this before until more critical thinking of self and, and growth in my myself and everything and trying to figure myself out and i'm like oh, like I really push people based on their potential, sometimes that's not so good, right? Like sometimes... It is irritating. Exactly. That's what I mean when I say I come in hot because I'm like, oh my, like you can do this, you can do that. Yeah, and and sometimes
1: I'm like, just let me be miserable for a while, buddy. I mean, come on now. Uh, We'll get back on that. But now I just want to be a little vegetable, miserable person right now.
0: (laughs) yes yes 100 100 so this is this is something that i realized and, and when i recognize that that's where my shift from trying to pursue happiness all the time where i was like oh happiness is the pursuit right that's it that's everything's yeah. behind when i realized this i'm like well life is so much more than just happiness right and and what i think is the real pursuit is fulfillment or or you know really feeling like even in your sad moments even in those times you're you're still full of hope right like you still have faith that that the future is so much better and that's something that i realized is like man i have been like for the last couple years i've been like i've gone in on you and pops a lot on like man come on you know like i'm pushing this stuff and i'm like a i need to realize and, and be more mindful of like Look at, like, again, you know, you didn't have the playbook growing up. You were both, both of you guys raised by single moms with multiple siblings and very low income situations. And, And I mean, the playbook wasn't there for you. You didn't have the visuals. You didn't have the optics of any of this. Right. So it's like, how can I be so firm and so hard on you guys trying to push for your potential and stuff when in reality, like freezing time, it's like, I don't know how much time I have left with you guys. And this is where. Like, I don't want to spend it just pushing, right. you know, I'm but definitely Anthony, always... Anthony, one
1: thing I always try, <clears throat> and I tell you, look, I can't do this today. I'm I want to be miserable, I'll tell you. Yeah. Just let me be.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but one thing I know is it's so out of love, mm. and it's so out of you just want... You see so much potential in us also... And you want, like me, I smoke cigarettes mm-hmm. and weed. And um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so my lungs aren't the best. And dad's mm-hmm. not the healthiest. And I know that those are things that bother you. And um, and it takes, I mean, we know when we're failing, right?
0: Mm-hmm. We I, know, all of us know that, when yeah, we're not that's, doing. That's
1: one side of it is I yeah. know I'm, messing up right now and I know I'm not pulling my load like I'm supposed to Mm -hmm. however the way you do it uh which is so much better than the way you used to (laughs) this isn't very nice is it? it's true
0: I used to be shit at trying to get you guys to stop smoking cigarettes (laughs) like stealing your cigarettes crushing them hiding
1: them up too high (laughs) hanging them up so I can't get them without a ladder or whatever
0: (laughs) exactly
1: um but I think um you want what's best for us, and we understand that. And what I get from you now is you ask, ask us what we want, and then you help find a path to get there. Yeah. That's what I see all the time, honey. Mm-hmm. All the time.
0: Yeah, that it's,
1: was... It's never just do this, do this, do this. You know, okay, mom, or where do you need to start? Mm-hmm. Uh, here's some different options. You know, you can write it down. You could do this. You could do that. You could do, you know. Yeah. And um, and, and a lot of times, it really, you just nail, you know me so well. You do. So you know. Uh, when you're bullshitting, bullshitting. I I'm bullshitting a lot, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know me so well that you know what works with me mm-hmm. and what doesn't work with me yeah and i think that's true with the people you love the most is you know us all so well
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um and you one thing i i just have to say one thing i absolutely 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 love about you is to you time is more important than money when you get time with you well let me rephrase that not going, <laughs> going, I take that back. no but um, but you're not gonna buy somebody something. You're gonna spend time with somebody. Uh, you wanna you want the experience mm-hmm. you want the time uh those are things that I just admire so much. you I mean you go without sleep you go do all kinds of crazy stuff to make sure you can be with the people that you love. Yeah. Whether that's Jeanette or Ryan tomorrow or whatever, you know, or Billy, what, two days, three days ago? Whatever. You know, you make sure that you
0: give the family the time. Yeah. I'm trying to get better at that with my nieces and nephews. Uh, Because that's like to the point where it's like we know when we're failing. That's something I'm failing at. I'm not there enough to... And it's not to somebody else's standard, right? It's not like, oh man, I feel kind of bad about this. It. Like, no, I feel bad about it because I'm not at my standard yeah. for what I desire. If, if I mean, I have a great relationship with them. It's not like yeah. a, it's not like a relationship. Oh, bad. it's beautiful. Yeah, we have a a fantastic relationship. But what I want is, I want to be way more present, involved, interactive with them. And so, because I'm not at that point, mm-hmm. I haven't been acting up to the point that I desire. Mm-hmm. That's where I feel like that little angst inside where it's just like, man, I do I'm that not... about
1: grandma. Yeah. Yeah. I do no, the same thing about grandma. We, yeah. We've,
0: we we've talked a lot about that for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, before we go, cause I think this was a, a, a beautiful, beautiful chat. Um, what is something, this is all about pursuing optimism over happiness, right? Mm-hmm. Like the whole premise here. It, that I'm really trying to get this message out is there's so many self-help gurus. Everybody's saying, you have everything you need. You don't need anything else to be happy. Just, yeah. please, you know, happiness, 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 and
1: punch through. <clears throat> you can do it. Yeah. And,
0: and to me, I think that's so flawed because happiness, first of all, being happy, happy is an emotion, right? Yeah. That's not, that's not a destination to pursue at all. So optimism and pursuing a position of optimism in life, which I feel like you taught us all, even, even in the realism, the realistic perspective, the the pessimistic perspective, because those play a role here and there too. Right. Um, optimism is the root of it. And, and the, the distinction that I made is like, you know, the other day, we, if I were pursuing happiness or if you were pursuing happiness and, and that whole pursuit of happiness perspective, then when you feel anything other than happiness, you feel like a failure, right? You feel like I'm sad today. Right. You you know, a few days ago had to put Penny down the the family dog. Right. And, and that crushed you. Like you were so sad. And I was, I love you. I love the dog. Yes. I was sad too. It was, it was a shitty day. Yeah. If I were focused on pursuing happiness, that would be a day that I feel I'm a such a failure. Why am I feeling this way? And it's like, uh, everybody knows, like you're not a failure when the pet the family pet dies and you feel sadness right you you are a good human you have a heart like yeah that's a beautiful thing so when you're optimistic though you have hope regardless of how dark the space is you have hope that tomorrow is going to be better or if i've been if i've been sad for a week i still have the hope that next week is going to be better or a month or anything like this right like that's very, very different. And that's what I'm hoping to get across to people here. Is, yes. Is optimism over happiness, right? What would be your message that you want to share with people in in living a life of optimism? Like what is it that you're like, you know what? Just blank when it comes to living your life and and something that would be kind of living for optimism or living an optimistic life. Or do you even agree with that? Do you do you even maybe you, you have a different
1: Well yeah, I always think it gets better.
0: <clears throat> right.
1: But um like you said, there's valleys. Yeah. It there's a lot of valleys in that getting better. Yeah. Um and I think for me I think it's huge when a person that's depressed or having a a depressed issue or has depression or whatever realizes that it's so freaking normal and it's okay.
0: Yeah.
1: And my I've had a history of depression, but my depression right. is not a weepy, whiny, crying. I'm you know, mine is a motivation thing. I can't make myself get up and do things and mm-hmm. um but I'm still I still always think that it's just around the corner is a lot better. Yeah. And I don't know why I think that. I guess cuz it always has been, right? It always has been right around the corner. I mean, look at my life. Mm. It's beautiful. I have look what I have. Yeah. What can I not be thankful for?
0: <clears throat> right.
1: You know, I mean, I have so much to be thankful for.
0: Yeah. I that's that right there is the key in my opinion is gratitude, right? Yeah. This is Gary Vee that, so many people dislike Gary Vee. So many people love him. I before I even had an opinion on him, the first time that I watched Gary Vee, he's a motivational speaker, like all this stuff, oh. businessman and everything, and he's like he's very much in your face and everything. But he's all about all about gratitude, right? And he he comes at things hot, and a lot of people have all these different perspectives. But the one thing that I felt from the start, and and. Maybe it's just like, you know, takes one to know one, like, you know, game recognized game. I was like, the first time I saw him or heard him speak, I'm like, I love this because he is thankful. You know, he I don't even know who he is. I know. I'll I'll share some stuff with you later. But he's he he is just full of gratitude. And that's kind of his message. And I think that's very, very foundationally important. Like every day I, I do three appreciations at night when I go to sleep. I'm like, boom, here are my three appreciations just from the day. Mm-hmm. three appreciations from whatever happened in my day and no matter how shitty the day is like the day you know I had to put penny down the, mm-hmm. the family dog it's like there's still something in this day there are three I can count three things at least three yeah and I just found like I played with you know go five you know just one thing whatever and I found that when you go with three what do I appreciate why do I appreciate it that will put you in a completely different mindset wavelength and everything entirely
1: or some people do gratitude journals. Yeah, for same sure. thing. At the end of the day, that well, the things i are thankful for. Down. I try and lay there and and think about what I'm thankful for. Yeah, I don't always do it.
0: Yeah. Um. but yeah, Same. I have days that. Yeah, but
1: different. I, you know, I, I just have so much to be grateful for, yeah. Anthony. I mean, really, uh, just my relationships.
0: Yeah. Same. You know how many people don't have moms that, like, this is why I was so excited to have yeah. you on for our, like, this being the first episode with my mom. Yeah. Like, how epic is that, you know? Like, this is this is amazing. And so many people don't, even if they could do this, they wouldn't have the relationship that, that we have to be able to do it in, in such a healthy, fruitful way or right. anything like this, right? Like, it's like, yeah. Like there's so many levels of of gratitude just built in what we're doing right now. Yeah. Right? Like this is honestly yeah. a really, really great experience. So I think, yeah, I would say three appreciations. And don't limit yourself there. Yeah. That's that's Mama, Mama Bear, Mama Thomas. That's your prescription. UC Berkeley mom. That's right. Anna Coog mom. Anna Coog Mom. Mm-hmm. And uh what was what was the school building with you?
1: Anthony Jamal Thomas.
0: (laughs) Whoa, you gotta go my whole name. I'm I'm gonna bleep that out. No way. I'm gonna bleep that out. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually asking genuinely, but that is also funny for obvious reasons. This one will be good. Uh, Okay, so mom's prescription for optimism, a life of optimism, passing things down to your children. It's never too late. Um, And live it. Live it and count your blessings. Appreciations. Yes. Daily. I
1: am thankful.
0: That's it for episode number one. Big thanks to Mama Thomas. I love you, Mama Bear. Thanks so much for your support and for being our very first guest on the podcast. For everyone listening, if you found any value at all, from enjoyment to insight, please send me a message and let me know. I want to keep the good stuff flowing here. We're building this from scratch and it's early, so your feedback now will definitely help to shape the episodes to come. If you did not enjoy this and you're still listening, please send me a message. Let me know what things you didn't enjoy and some examples of what things you would rather hear instead. Again, we want to make this as fruitful as possible for everyone that's joining for this ride. Send your messages to me on Instagram at anthonythomas33 or email contact anthonythomas33 at gmail. If a message is more effort than you want to exert right now, that's no problem. Just consider a like or a subscribe instead, and that's a good way to send a positive or supportive message. This podcast is found on YouTube as well as all traditional podcast forms. By the way... The school that Billy went to is Southwestern Assemblies of God University, and he went on to build and lead local youth groups through community support, sports, and other healthy forms of leadership. The whole family is incredibly proud of him, and he's surely impacted more lives in a positive way than I can count. Thanks so much for hanging out. State your appreciations from today, and we'll talk soon. Much love. Peace.